Welcome to Weekly Homilies with Father Mark Sislenko, pastor of Saints Isidore and Maria Parish in Glastonbury, Connecticut, part of the Catholic Archdiocese of Hartford. I'm Carol Vassar, Parish Director of Communications. This is Season 3, Episode 41, for the 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time, November 8, 2020. Our Gospel reading is from Matthew, chapter 25, verses 1 through 13. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. The foolish ones, when taking their lamps, brought no oil with them, but the wise brought flasks of oil with their lamps. Since the bridegroom was long delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight there was a cry, Behold, the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise ones replied, No, for there may not be enough for us and you. Go instead to the merchants and buy some for yourselves. While they went off to buy it, The bridegroom came, and those who were ready went into the wedding feast with him. Then the door was locked. Afterwards, the other virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he said in reply, Amen, I say to you, I do not know you. Therefore, stay awake, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of the Lord. When you look in the mirror, what do you see? When you look in the mirror, what do you see? I often have the privilege of being able to have conversations with people about who they are, who God is, if God is, and what gives life meaning how we understand what we see in the reflection of a mirror is going to have a great deal to say about how we live our life. Inevitably, these conversations center around two possibilities for us as human beings, two points of reference that we can use to understand what we see in the mirror. The first possibility simply concludes that somehow, in some way, the world just simply came to be what it is, and that in somehow, some way, human life began, and the person that I see in the mirror is simply just a product of that biological, physiological, cosmic process. That ultimately, the person I find myself to be is a random accident. And that any meaning or sense out of life is found only in what I can bring to it and what I can acquire. That my sense of well-being, my sense of happiness, my sense of purpose is derived totally from what is around me. 
to the extent that all of those pieces work together properly and bring me what I need is the extent to which I can find some semblance of peace. Or, when I look in the mirror, the person I see is not a random occurrence, but rather the product of a loving God who chose to fashion and mold and create and give life in the form that I find myself to be. That every fabric of my being, every part of who I am, and especially the very soul that exists in my body was intentionally created and fashioned and belongs exclusively to me and to my creator. That what I see in the person who I am is intimately linked with the one who lovingly made me. And that my life has meaning only if it unfolds in light of that presence and with that relationship. There is no other choice. Every human being has to believe one or the other. Now, if we believe that we have been lovingly fashioned and made by a creator God who desired my existence into being, who sustains my existence into being, then I must, because of that relationship, invest myself in that reality with my full heart, my full mind, and my full soul. Otherwise, I run the risk of missing the richness and the beauty and the joy of that relationship. If I enter into that relationship in a lukewarm fashion, if I only nod to the fact that I've been created lovingly by God, if I don't give that truth the full attention that it deserves, then I'm going to find myself struggling deeply. If I do give that relationship the full attention it deserves, then life becomes this wonderful adventure. The unfolding of a wonderful love relationship that can bring me to the depths of wisdom and reveal the fullness of joy. But if only given lukewarm to the truth of who I am and where I come from, then I'm going to find myself struggling with a lot of what life brings me. For the believer, we are called to live with life's tension, with life's tension. You see, once we accept the fact that we are here on purpose, that we've been willed into existence by a God who loves us, then as life unfolds, we're going to try to 
see what happens to us in light of that relationship with our loving creator. And we're going to find ourselves encountering a lot of tension and even disparity. Because that loving relationship holds with it a promise that God is going to be present with us, that God is going to sustain us, that God, in a sense, has our back, and that God will protect us. We see at the end of that tunnel the wonderful, glorious union that awaits us with God and the relationship that can unfold even here and now. But those tensions and the disparities of life that we are forced to hold in the balance, things like fear, uncertainty, anxiety, disillusionment, despair, suffering, injustice, death. All of these things can easily capture our attention so easily as to pull us away from the truth of who we are. You see, if we're not able to hold all of the comings and goings of life in balance with our relationship with God, then we run the risk of focusing too much on the particulars of our life and losing sight of the greater vision and hope. What happens to many folks is that the uncertainties, the fears, the anxieties, the worries, the disappointments, the disillusionments, the suffering and the death, if we're not able to hold those in place with our relationship with God, call us to question who God is, what he is doing, and why I must find myself in this place of discomfort. It causes us to stumble and to lose sight of that greater vision. We can lose faith fall into despair, or at best become lukewarm with nurturing that relationship with God. So as a person who has stumbled upon this wonderful gift of life that God has given us, keeping these tensions in sync with our relationship with God Balancing faith, life experience, and the fullness of what evolves in our everyday worlds is the key to finding our place with God. For the Christian, the gospel gives us the blueprint to how we are asked to live life. It speaks of the love that is necessary to give back to God, to nurture in our relationships with one another and with ourselves. We can only accomplish that goal 
if we persevere through our life in faith, live in love, and have our lamps burning ready in hope of what is to come. It is that hope of what is to come that keeps us vigilant, that keeps us watchful. If we're doing battle with all of life's disappointments or thinking that we're somehow cheated because we have to go through times of difficulty, change, and challenge, then we're never going to be able to see that God's will, God's love, works in and through all of those things, taking that which today does not make sense and turning it into something that does make sense tomorrow. But we're not going to have that patient, vigilant determination to stay focused and to stay alert if we're not keyed into by a habit of deep prayer, that full relationship with the one who made us. Then when we're asked, when life asks us to endure difficulty, when we find ourselves encountering suffering, if we find ourselves facing death, when we find ourselves facing uncertainty and unpredictability, we can certainly find ourselves then overwhelmed. So, remaining vigilant and focused on the truth of who we are, engaging ourselves fully in our relationship with God and through a fervent habit of prayer, maintaining a watchful eye, a listening ear, an open heart, and a vigilant presence, we can, no matter what life brings us, persevere in faith, live in love, and keep our lamps burning with a certain hope in God's promise to come. Father Mark Sislenko is the pastor of Saints Isidore and Maria Parish in Glastonbury, Connecticut. Learn more about our parish community at isidoreandmaria.org and follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our music comes free of charge from Blue Dot Sessions in Fall River, Massachusetts. I'm Carol Vassar. Thanks for listening.